0: Heyo, we are talking all things reactions. I don't know that we dive as hard into that, but really the reality of the stories that were told and, 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 you know, the impact of the stories that we grow up around, you know, whether that was negative or positive, empowering or disempowering, like these are all trauma points that either worked us into a positive self-narrative or a negative one right? And maybe a little bit of both, but mostly a lot of us are running around with this negative manifest mindset. And that really stems from stories that you've been told, stories and understanding of who you are and who you're allowed to be. And so today we're talking about just changing that story, inevitably changing that reaction and empowering ourselves to continue moving through our lives and telling a different story and really the significance and importance of your story and continuing to tell it period right let's go Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. You know, this whole journey, the entirety of this work, really was based on this idea that I had shown up in life feeling fine, feeling just fine about my life. And I had decided that fine wasn't good enough that I wanted more. And more than anything, I decided that I wanted to live life on my terms for the first time ever. And season one, the very beginning of this podcast, of this daily journal podcast of what a journey out of that place looks like, season one really explores a ton of different paths to what was meant to be my destiny. And now we're moving into season two, and there have been twists and turns that I could have never expected starting this a year ago. Starting to just show up and ask questions. And if you want to start all the way back in season one, you can start there. If you're starting a journey, it's a great place. There's a lot of exploratory vision work that happens. There's just a lot of movement through understanding myself better and understanding what I even wanted my terms to be. Now that we're moving into season two, this really becomes sort of the coaching portion of walking, walking that dream taking those first steps, some of the things that might happen to you, some of the things that have happened to me as I explore and move into this new path. And so it's really just meant to walk along with you. If you ever needed someone to hold your hand, you ever needed a community to support you changing and challenging and growing, that's what we're here for. We're here five days a week to help you keep growing. That's what the death of a dream podcast is all about. And we're so grateful that you're here. Hey, welcome to the death of a dream podcast. Um, Oh my gosh, just amazing things beyond. Um, <laughs> I can't even begin to tell you. But I think mostly, oh, sorry, we're going to start with our great thing. Duh, that's what we do. Boom, boom, boom. You know, it's so funny how we're convinced that our timelines, right, and our feelings and what we think is going to happen you know, we're so in that headspace of like, we're in control of this. This is how it's going to go. And while it's important to manifest that energy, I think it's so funny how the higher being, whoever that is for you, goes ahead and just lays out their own timeline, right? Like, oh, sister, that was cute. Remember? And I remember it, like, at the end of October, being like, October, that's going to be it. That's going to be the moment. And oh. yesterday, I was thinking about how it just, it wasn't. And then how, like, sickness and raining came down on me. Like, we had COVID, which is crazy, especially considering how, hey, Baylor. Sorry, we're taking a little pause here. Anyways, we'll continue. So I think most importantly, what's crazy is like higher being said, hey, sis. Great. I'm so glad that you think that it's happening in October. I'm going to go ahead and just remind you that I'm the one in control here. And I love you. And that's awesome. And I'm so grateful that you have a plan. But I'm going to go ahead and remind you that. It's not really up to you, and I'm glad that you felt that energy, uh, but here's some COVID for you to just knock you right back into the realization that it's my timeline, not yours. You're amazing for moving it all, uh, but I'm still the one in control. So I just thought that that was funny as I was thinking last night as we had like this milestone moment of my business and really like... Where we're going and and kind of that line in the sand of it's like official. It's official that you you can create whatever it is that you want out of out of nothing. Um, it's official. You heard it here first. And then I just start to remember like all the steps that we took to get here and all of the moments and heartbreak and triumph and like. These little shocking moments that you think are going to be so huge and then just never work out. But all of those things are sort of leading you up to this bigger idea and purpose and this understanding that it's never really on your timeline. It never is. It's always up to someone else. And I just find it extremely laughable. So yesterday, (laughs) yesterday, I officially made like my first contracted dollar as an entrepreneur, as a serial entrepreneur, right? I have many different lines of the work that I'm doing. And, you know, that was like the first nod. That's a big deal to someone who's trying to create their own business, by the way. Um, So that's really my great thing. I I don't know, even a year ago, you know, stepping out and just thinking about this idea and then just taking the first step that was just in front of me that made the most sense. Um, And then just trusting, kind of, mostly (laughs) trusting that, it was going to happen that I didn't have control, but if I just kept faithfully continuing movement forward, right? And that's what it's about. Finding a way to just keep moving, even though one, there probably is no reason other than the reason that's kind of playing out in your heart. And two, there is nothing really telling you to do this right like no one asked you to do this and so that's when the work becomes really hard when it's just heart work and passion and this knowing of faith and trust and the perpetual forward motion that comes with that and so yesterday was a big deal that did not come free of hang-ups right it didn't it it was hard. And I think, you know, true to this story, true to anyone who's trying to create something, anyone who's trying to move forward from a conscious narrative that they've told themselves and true to every step of this path has been every time that we go to move forward in this moment, we are catapulted back to like, the infant of this person, those original narratives that we've been telling ourselves. And I think the most important thing is that you understand that you're never going to fully heal from those. They're not going away. They'll change over time. And I think as you continue to do this work, the only thing that you're doing is strengthening your support system that you put around you and strengthening your understanding of what's going to trigger that. And so for me, one of those triggers is anytime that we move forward, that we are going to have this big moment, that moment is going to set off a waterfall of terrible emotions. And so I knew as I started prepping for this meeting that I was going to have to call in the troops. And by troops, I mean like one person who has been there through a majority of this story and who can kind of call me back. And I will say most of that conversation was just me drowning and spitting and spewing just like, impossible narratives forward in every single bad instance that's ever existed. And what came of that was basically her just being like, dude, you're supposed to be here. Right. And I'm, I'm not sure how much, you know, she actually spoke and how much I just spewed. Every single impossible narrative that I have ever had in my life in that moment, right? And all she had to do was one, listen, and two, at the end of all of it, just be like, hey, you got to move. You got to find yourself here. This is where you've worked to be, right? Do it. Go. And so while you'll never escape, this is what I'm confident in because I've been working to escape these narratives that have owned and projected my life into the place that it is in right now, has been in, right? You know, like you're never going to lose that stuff. You're never going to fully heal it. What you are going to do. As soon as you embrace the trauma of those narratives that came as a result of some trauma that happened to you, whether it was big or small or whatever, like it created a narrative that either is holding you back or is propelling you forward. And so while it maybe isn't necessary for you to go and relive those things in order for you to understand what those narratives are. It probably is necessary that you understand what came as a result of that trauma. You don't have to live through it to know what that narrative is that's holding you back. And so as soon as I start to understand what those things are, where they came from, whether I relived it or not, I could start to better construct this like self-defense system because you know, you can mask it. You absolutely can. But if you don't fully understand what it is and where it comes from, you can't fully develop an appropriate support system to like move you past that point. Because I knew if I went into this meeting, right, if I went into this chance and I wasn't fully present and I was pulling myself back to those narratives, I wasn't going to show up strong as necessary in order to impact this group like I needed to. Right. And so I can't be held back by those things. And I have to know that those things are going to come up, know better, understand what triggers them. Right. And that's just from consciously taking notes over time, over the existence of your being. When has it come up? When do these things, these negative voices start speaking in your head? And then start to construct what helps. When it does, so that the next time that it comes up, it isn't sidelining you for three weeks. Instead, it's just sidelining you for two days. Or maybe it's only a week. Or maybe, you know, over time, you're going to better understand how to construct that defense system. And it starts with going back to the source of that pain and understanding the source of that negative narrative or that negative story that you've been telling yourself. And You know, yesterday I felt blessed to be in a place where I understood why this was coming up and I understood how to present, prevent myself from letting it hurt me negatively when I went out into the world to do this work. Big deal, right? Like the cool, fine, we're finally an official entrepreneur, bomb. Cooler than that, understanding that I was triggered understanding how to transition myself past it so that I could make this big move in my business and I wasn't held back by the same shit that's been holding me back my entire life. Like I can't keep holding on to that stuff if I wanna move into this new space, period. We gotta get rid of it. How do we get rid of it? We don't, you can't. It's always gonna be coming back up. It will, and it will represent itself. It's like this virus, like it's going to grow. It's going to morph as you grow and morph, right? So the only thing that you can do is strengthen your armor when it comes back up. Strengthen your understanding of where it comes from and the things that you need to push it back down, right? And the things that you need to continue your healing process with those moments. That's all. That's my great thing huge, inclusive, crazy, and helpful as we move into today's episode, because it's like lovingly titled your response isn't wrong. We've talked about that before, right? Like we have to start trusting our bodies because no one's body is out there going, you know what? Really about to fuck this person up today. You know I don't have the best interest of the person that I am being. I really want to mess things up. I really think mentally I want to take this person to a terrible place. No, like your your response is likely appropriate, right? Like my fight or flight response yesterday was appropriate because here I am doing something that really in my life, the guidelines of my life, the narratives that I've been telling myself would create this like fight or flight response, because this is a big moment. This is a big, scary moment. And so my body wasn't wrong with its reaction. It was like trying to defend me from, you know, possible failure. (laughs) Right? It's right. And I know that the story that i'm telling myself is what's going to bridge that gap and so i could have went in my body and been like oh you're reacting bad how dare you body like you are supposed to be excited about this right because my brain is kind of excited like here we go but my brain is also like protect her. This isn't safe. This is new. This is unknown. This is change. This is movement in a direction that we're unsure of. Like, hey sister, I don't know if you've gone insane, but like, we haven't done this before. What are you doing? Right? And where I would have typically went was like, hey, oh my gosh, you're so right. We should be nervous. This isn't exciting. This isn't exciting. Who said this was exciting? Can you stop saying that? That's not true. This is a No. This, we should be, you know, losing our minds right now. Right? <laughs> right? And I don't think that I could... I don't think that I could have changed that reaction. That's just natural human beings, right? We are going to develop that fight or flight anytime that we're invoking on something that's changing, right? Human nature, period. And so for me, instead of villainizing that reaction, like, of course, Hannah, of course you're freaking out. Of course you are, right? I had to just remind myself that this is the appropriate response and not further shame spiral myself <laughs> into this place of inactivity, right? I needed to call on someone who could who could call out all these amazing things that I've done and remind me. And I think this is the most important note that I want to make today. Your reaction is right, typically. I had the right reaction. I should have been losing my mind a little bit. I should have been in that fight or flight mode. That is not something that I want to turn off because uh, if my house starts on fire right now, I'm going to probably need that. So I need to keep that intact. This is what I want us to like save ourselves from. The story that we tell behind that because that's what it is, right? Like the the nerves that you have are good, right? They're good. They're preparing you. This fight or flight is prepping you, is releasing adrenaline, right? So then we go in with energy into that situation, right? And we control whether that's negative or positive energy. So inevitably, The story that you tell yourself behind any emotion is going to unleash you positively or negatively into that next situation, right? And that goes deeper than just this fight or flight moment, right? That goes deeper, right? What are the stories that we are telling ourselves about our families, about our background, about who we are as a person, and how we present ourselves in this world. What are those stories? What is that empowering moment and narrative that we can start telling ourselves? And I've been doing deeper work into, like, my legacy and my bloodlines just to to better understand, not to identify with that, but to better understand the history, right? The narrative, here's something that will just blow everybody's little mind there, right? And it it totally blew mine. I was just convinced, right? Because I wasn't told otherwise, because I was basically left to uncover my own story. No one was telling me much for like, what was my lineage? All I could see was what was right in front of me, which was basically my parents and my grandparents. And Even those stories weren't well told, which is inevitably why I find stories so important. Like your story is worth being told. And I feel like a lot of people didn't tell their story, the story of our family, the story of our legacy, the story of like the roots of who we are and how we got here, because they felt like it was pretty unspectacular, right? Like someone worked here. We moved to Iowa whatever. But like, it's all spectacular, right? It's all pretty amazing. And one of the most mind-blowing stats that I was presented last night was that one of my ancestors, one of my great billion times uh, removed grandfather was a doctor, went to Harvard. Yeah. Okay. Hey. And so the fact that I would go ahead and sit here and believe that I am probably dumb, dumber than most, uh, is silly. Right. But I had only been told two generations, and even that lineage had significant holes. Right. And so we kind of cling to the stories that we're told, that we're told to believe are our, our identity. And there's so much more right? And when we remove ourselves from that, we're allowed to operate in this space where we get to decide, where we get to decide that we're smart regardless, right? And I had to decide that. Like, you don't, that's just a narrative that was passed down, basically passed down by other people's self-esteem issues, not necessarily anything that held significance in our past to like stupidity because everything that I'm uncovering now is like actually this really in-depth story of probably a higher emotional intelligence and a higher just like spiritual intelligence which is harder to understand and calculate in this real world but at the end of the day here's the deal there's some sort of intelligence line somewhere because somebody in my family went to Harvard like, Hey, by the way, this is not some hillbilly bumpkin story. There's some sort of significance in this bloodline somewhere. And that story wasn't ever told to me, right? I only had the story that was right in front of me and that story created this negative, sad narrative that drew me into this place of insignificant being, right? Of like not believing that I could follow my dreams, of not believing that I had in me everything that I needed to go chase and do the things that I wanted to do. And now, looking back, looking back at what is possible, looking back at where we come from, that's so silly, right? That's such a silly thing that I would have told myself along the way. But that's just it. We are essentially owned by the stories that we tell ourselves. And the cool thing is, We're in control of the story we write about ourselves, right? And the story from here on out. What we're not in control of is the fact that those things are going to come back up. Our job as we uncover and work through what we want to become, what we want to tell ourselves is to understand that those things are going to continue coming up. And our job is to continue compiling The case against those things, right? So, as I'm looking to change this belief that I am dumb, I'm not going out in this lineage and just looking for like cool stories of ancestors. Like, I'm looking for someone who went to Harvard. I'm looking for doctors in our lineage. I am looking, right, for that better understanding, for the shift in that belief that I want to change about myself that I am like some dumb idiot who's just wandering around here. Like, I'm looking for those specific things because that's what I want to believe now. Right? I don't want to believe anymore that I'm not smart enough. That's really not serving me anywhere worth going. And so that's the type of stuff. That's the right? Belief that I'm going out and looking for. That's what I want to shift. That's what I want to find in my lineage. And so that's probably what I will find, right? Because that's what I'm looking for. And I won't stop until I find it. I'm just saying like we have dug, we will continue to dig and find out more. But most importantly, that story, the story of who You are matters a lot. And you owe it to yourself to find those things, to stop letting the negative stories that you've been told about you own you and rule your narrative from this place, right? Because every trauma point, right? Like my trauma point of my sisters being like these golden, beautiful people, like that's a trauma, right? Small, big, otherwise it doesn't matter. It's whatever it is to you, right? Did that impact you negatively? As a result of that, did you create a negative narrative that has controlled your being? as a result of one of those traumas. And if you did, right? We have to go back and understand what that was. And if there's significance, like, am I different from my two older sisters? Yeah, like wildly different, (laughs) right? But like, not in a bad way. But early on, that's what I had told myself. Like, they're pretty. They're perfect. They have this, like, perfect golden white hair and these beautiful big blue eyes. And here I am, like, this basically UPS dropped box of a person who doesn't really fit in this family. And so most of my childhood was spent trying to fit. And then even into my adult years still trying to fit, right? By dyeing my hair blonde and getting blue contacts and trying to fit the mold of the narrative of the person I was told that I needed to be to exist in the right way in this world, right? And that's crazy. It's crazy how it grows and develops and manifests into different things, but inevitably stems back from that original trauma, big, small, or otherwise, right? And you can convince yourself like, no, I'm just dyeing my hair because I like, because I just like it blonde and, you know, it's just kind of the fad, right? But like me doing that was inevitably going back and serving that narrative that, this is how I needed to look in order to be accepted. And that came from just that, that very first seemingly small, insignificant trauma of me constantly being told that I look different, being told at just like the grocery store that I looked like my dad and everybody else looked like my mom and, and, You know, that's pretty traumatizing to a little girl to be told when you don't understand what that means that you look like your dad. Like, no, I'm a girl. I don't look like my dad. Right. But like all of these little things, those little moments, you know, that was my favorite part about Hillbilly Elegy is like you have these little telling moments, and his were super significant and super traumatizing. But even in your life, right? What were those things? What were those things that informed the negative narratives that are writing your story right now that are holding you back from the person that you are meant to be? What are those things? What were those triggers? What were those stories that created the story that you're still telling yourself now that's still holding you back, right? And it's it's never going to go away. But you can start understanding what it is and why it's hurting you and how to heal from it so it stops holding you back every time you try to advance forward because it looks a lot like this. Here's me wanting to be this person, not willing to heal from those traumas, not willing to look into what got me to this place. What are those negative things holding me back? And starting and stopping a billion businesses because every time I would get to that advance point, every time that I would, you know, come to the threshold of the next step, I would end up taking 12 steps back because all of those negative instances that I had been telling myself, all of those stories would come back and I would just jump back and jump out and abandon ship because like, Hannah, you can't do this. You're the dumbest person that's ever walked this planet in case you don't remember, right? Like you can't do this. Backpedal step back. Step back into the reality, step back into the narrative that has been shaping and owning your entire life. Stop moving, stop moving, stop moving. And I couldn't, I couldn't keep being held back by that. And so the start of this podcast really was the start of me going back and healing from those things and better understanding what they are, right? And then continuing that story right here, right in front of all of you so that you can understand what it takes because it's no walk in the park but you are in control of the story that you continue to tell yourself right and that's your job understanding that healing from that moving through it and understanding how to properly arm yourself when that comes back up because it's going to every time as always you're smart you're strong you're beautiful what are you going to do change the Hey, want to check out more on the death of a dream and on me, your host, uh, you can head over to hananess.com. That's where you'll find everything, everything that there is to know about me, the work that I do and about where the death of a dream comes from. We have blog posts there. You can sign up for the newsletter, which is basically just a guide on how you navigate through the things that we talk about every week. So head over there. You can also find all of my beautiful guests over on my Instagram. We have YouTube. We have the book. We got all the things. If you want to connect, you have questions, you need more help than we've given you on the podcast, go ahead and head over there. I'd love to connect with you.